When do we get to the part where she lands a sale? I can practically hear you thinking. But honestly, that's why I think it's so important to air these actual recordings with my business mentor and success coach so you can understand how mindset is the foundation of absolutely every result you want in your business. And consequently, when you shift your mindset, everything else shifts as well. It's that new way of thinking that makes circumstances line up better than ever before to create the exact magic formula, I'm using air quotes, you need for more results. So today we're diving into another real behind the scenes look at what it took to shift my mindset around sales. If you're someone who is terrified to get on the phone with leads or struggling to convert discovery calls, you honestly don't want to miss this one because it's going to shift things for you in a big way. Together, we dive into the real reason I wasn't landing clients and how to shift it for more results. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my simple shifters. I am so excited to be coming to you today with episode number four of the sales series. Seriously, these have been so much fun for me to put out there, and I am so excited that you really get the behind the scenes look at what it took for me to actually start closing sales. Now, a few things I wanted to point out going into this episode, because they will be very apparent as you are listening. Number one, I had zero intention of ever airing these, and in case you thought I was kidding about that, There is a incredible amount of wind in this episode. And what I mean by that is I had taken our coaching call outside that day because we were having a massive amount of bathroom renovation done. I think this was like a demolition day and they were pulling up tile and the banging on the floor that is basically above my office was just ridiculous. So I had taken our call outside and you are going to hear the wind in the background. Now, you know that I don't believe that there is a perfect time for anything. And the reason I chose to air this is twofold. One, because I think that it's really important for you to see that not only do I say there is not a perfect time for anything, but I actually live that out. I had been coaching with Lacey for a few months when this was aired. It's about one month after our last episode in the sales series, just for a little bit of perspective there. And it would have been so easy for me to say, you know what, I should hold off on coaching. I should really hold off on moving my business forward. Now really isn't the right time. We have a bunch of renovation going on. It's not quiet when I need to have these coaching calls. Like there were so many excuses that could have popped up there. And I think it's really important to point out that 
all of those things were still true. It probably wasn't the ideal time, but I think that you can acknowledge that, hey, timing isn't perfect, but I want this result anyway, so I'm going to make it work. And that's exactly what happened here. And then I had to take coaching calls outside. It meant that I had to be a little bit more flexible with my work schedule because there was just a lot going on at home. It meant that I could still move my business forward. I could still get the result I want, even though the timing was less than ideal. And I really want to point that out here. The second reason I am airing this episode is because I think that it is just such a good episode because this is probably the most real, the most authentic, genuine, frustrated human that I am so far in this series. And I think it's just really good for you to see that that coaching relationship can be really open. You can say like, hey, these are all the things that are going on in my head. These are all of the things that I am afraid of and help me work through those things. And you'll see how beautifully Lacey does that in this episode. The other thing that came up for me as I was re-listening to these, again, it's like so crazy to go back and really hear where I was and what I was thinking and all of those kind of um, perspective shifts that have happened since then. But I just have an immense gratitude for Lacey in this session because she is just... (laughs) I'm giving her a little bit of sass here, and she is just handling it with such grace. So another thing that I wanted to point out here is that that comes up as well. And again, the point is really to show you I am not a perfect human being. I don't believe in the idea of perfection. I don't believe that there is a perfect time for anything. I think that we are all having a human experience and doing the absolute best that we can. And part of airing this series is for you to really be able to see that, to see that yes, I did move my business forward. I was able to grow my business, but these are all of the things that came up that I had to work through to get to that point. So if you are there now, I hope you find an immense amount of permission in these episodes. I hope you understand that you are not the only one, and I hope that it really helps you to move past those mindset blocks that have been holding you back from really showing up and selling so that you can see more results. All right, without further ado, let's go to the session. Tell me about your clarity calls. Speaking of it's a business. Um, so that went well, it was interesting. (laughs) So I realized that I think I surround myself with a lot of like high achieving people, like who always kind of like want more in life and are very like, even if they're not super clear on what they want, like they're, they're like, making moves of some sort. And I had never had a call with anyone in like, or even a conversation with anyone in a really long time where it was just kind of like, meh. Like everything was just kind of like, yeah, I think so. But (laughs) I'm like, I'm still chipper and upbeat. And I'm like, this is not like the energy matches. I'm not here. I'm being me. And this person is like, yeah. So when I sent you that message that said like, so what do you do when they're not like 100% an ideal fit? And you said like, well, if you think that you can still help them, it really isn't a problem. And I'm like, okay, well, I can definitely still help them. That wasn't my concern. Um, My concern more came from the perspective of I've never, I don't think I've ever had anyone quite like this before in my life. (laughs) 
I am obsessed with this conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, great. That means something bad's about to happen. I know, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. But here's why, because this is such a good lesson and I'm so excited about it, which is this. You're probably going to attract a lot more people like that because they're actually attracted to the opposite in you. So I think so often we think that like we're going to attract clients that are just like us. And in some ways that happens, but a lot of times we attract clients with things that we don't have or that they want that we have. Right. So like, I'll give you just an example. Like I am way more, and you know, this like a granular thinker. I am not like somebody asked me recently, like, what's your five-year vision? And I was like, wow, that like makes my brain want to explode. Please never ask me that again. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people that I end up attracting are like big picture thinkers. They're creatives. They're like Gary V's version of clouds versus dirt. Like I'm the dirt, they're the cloud. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part of me could be like, I don't get how their brains work. This is crazy. Like, why are we talking about what they want five years from now? Like, what about five minutes? You know what I'm teasing. But like, or I can be like, this makes us the perfect match because they're going to bring the big big vision and I can help bring the granular shit and vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the thing for this person potentially, which is like, what she sees in you is probably what she doesn't have, which is like, is the energy, is the clarity, is the desire to go get something, right? Which of course is most of what your content is about, right? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And so in many ways, like she's not only a great fit, she is the perfect fit because then you get to show up in your zone of genius and bring all those things to her versus like if she was already bringing all of that to the table, you might be like, but cool, like you're doing pretty good, which mean for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Does that make sense? Yep. It makes sense. So like there's a difference between this just feels totally off and like we're just like energetically not a match and like, oh, you operate in a very different way than I do. Interesting. I actually can help you with that. Yeah. Is there like a clear delineation of which one that was? So I can definitely see what you're saying. And I think in some ways, yes, like it definitely was that. I think that there were other things that I was kind of like, hmm, like she was super interested in like law of attraction and I'm like not as like well-versed in that slash isn't really like the, I don't don't even know enough to say whether it's the approach I take. (laughs) So, um, so she was, she was like really wanting like law of attraction type stuff. And I think she had a current life coach that she was working with that was cutting back her hours. And that's why she had reached out to me. So it seemed like a lot of like granular support. I think that she was like needing just in like getting through the day kind of stuff. And at least with the last two future you things I did, they were much more like, there's a little bit of the granular stuff in there, like the morning routine and stuff like that. Like there's, you know, specific steps, but on the whole, it's a lot more like, big mindset shifts, like overall way of living shifts. So I think some of those were like my own objections or not really objections. I don't know what to call them. Things I noticed. (laughs) Okay. So I think that this is like really important for you, which is like, you have to not undervalue yourself or, or worry so much about that because like, 
what's the diff? I mean, truthfully, what's the difference between overall way of living versus getting through the day? It's actually the exact same shit. Like if you change how you get through the day, you change your overall life. If you change how you think moment to moment, you make a big mindset shift. We're not saying different things. (laughs) I mean, so that's true. So the example, because I was asking like, what don't you like about your current coach and like what's going on there? And she was like, well, like the example this week is like my car, like, I don't know. So, uh, there was a light on in her car, basically. And she was like, she basically took it to the mechanic and it would be anywhere from 700 to $3,000 to get fixed. And then her dad had her like jiggle some wires and tell her that, oh, by the way, he had like $10,000 put away for her if she ran out of money. And her current coach was like, look, you just manifested a new car. And when she was like telling me this story, I was like, I don't know that I like would be super helpful in that situation. <laughs> like, I don't know that I would be like, ha- like, how am I guiding this person whether she should buy a new car or not? It just felt strange. But this is the thing, right? And this is what you have to lean into is like, you're going to have people come up with a bunch of different weird shit, right? Like, so like, you know what I mean though, right? Like you can't be a mindset coach and not expect that some weird mindset shit is going to come up. Like, what do I do with this? This is fucking with my head. Do I take the money from him? Do I not? Did I like, in other words, like it's always about not what it's about. Right. So for you, it might be like, this is a weird conversation. Why do I care if you get a car or not? But again, is that really what it's about? And that's the whole point. Right. Yeah. But I think that you're taking it to like, what I answer in the way I'm supposed to for that, or can I help her get through her day or do I know enough about the law of attraction or all this stuff where it's like, you won't know until you're in it. You know what I mean? But there's no potential. And I'm going to give you a hard time here that someone's going to bring all their shit to you and lay it out on a discovery call. And you're going to be like, yep, I got every single one of those locked down. Perfect. Cause you just haven't been doing it enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like worst case scenario, you work with her and you feel like you're just doing a, the worst job of life and you give her your, her money back. Yeah. You know what I mean? But real worst case scenario is you turn away a bunch of clients that you could get great experience with. Mm-hmm. Waiting for that one where you're like, checkbox, you said everything right you want. Because really, she's probably saying in a way she wants a morning routine if we're talking getting through the day, but she said it in a different way. So it's like, oh, I don't know about that getting through the day shit, but if you want help getting through your morning, I got you. Yeah. No, I, you know what I mean? A lot of good points. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like this is someone I would love to see you follow up with and like really kind of, kind of like lean into it. Mm -hmm. Not like that. I'm following up because I know I should and because I know I'm going to get on this conversation Mm -hmm. with Lacey and she's going to ask me if I followed up, but more like I want this client, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did follow up. Keep going. Keep following up. What'd she say? Did she answer? Do you need to email her again? Like, what do you got to do? No, she didn't answer. So now follow up again. Like today? I emailed her yesterday. Well, whenever. Like, this doesn't have to be today. I mean, maybe you do it tomorrow, right? But, like, for sure, just, like, my point is, like, your energy before was, like, eh, I'll go through the motions, but probably not the right fit. Mm-hmm. So come to this next follow-up with, like, I want to get this client. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally our theme of last week, which was, like, the same with the retainer client, where you were kind of like, uh, oh, whatever she picks. Versus like, I want you to stay my client. 
right? Yeah. And it shifted like that. All right, you guys, I was listening to this session and I was thinking, man, I really sound like an asshole here. But I want to point out that this was from such a place of not being able to really see how I was holding myself back from getting clients. I really thought that maybe some people just like weren't the right fit or I wasn't the right coach for them or I didn't know enough about how to coach them around the things that they actually wanted or mentioned in that call. And there were all of these mindset things that were holding me back from actually stepping in and saying, hey, I may not know everything right now, but I know enough to really start doing this thing and really start getting the result that I want instead of keeping them at an arm's length or heck even further away than an arm's length like I was and As you can so clearly see as I'm talking to Lacey here, a lot of these things that were going on in my head weren't even things that came up. I can tell you years into coaching now that so many of the fears that I had around all of the possible situations that could happen that would, you know, leave me feeling like I wasn't a good coach or leave me feeling like I wasn't qualified or leave me feeling like I shouldn't have taken on that client. All of those situations that I had made up in my head never actually came to fruition. I think like maybe, like I'm trying to think, maybe a few of them did, but most of them didn't. And I think that that is just so important to recognize here because I think that that is true in business in general. Most of the things, and hell, even life for that matter, most of the things that you worry about never actually happen. And when you can really work through those thoughts, when you can really get them out of your head, whether that be in a coaching session, in your journal, through a fear inventory, whatever vehicle works best for you, when you can get those out and remove the charge around them, you're able to take steps forward in your business so much faster. And that's really what happened for me. That was the result of all of this conversation that we had around this client as well was just because I was holding myself back from actually landing clients in ways that I didn't even realize before this coaching call. And I think that's so important to point out because a lot of times we say that we want the next client. I just want a client. I just want a client. I just want a client. But we don't actually see all of the thoughts that are standing in our way from making that a reality. And that is part of what's happening here. And what I'm talking about is that all of these things were way scarier to me than actually moving forward and just letting it unfold and leaning into the discomfort there instead of running away from it. So side note, the first client that I talked to, or the first seed that I talked to, um, so she, you know how everyone's in like the same damn groups and circles and all that kind of crap. Um, Very incestuous. (laughs) Um, So she had made a post about like a new product launch that she was doing and asked if anyone had any like tips to like keep things simple. So I responded with like three tips. So I was like patting myself on the back for that. And then... celebrating. See, I'm doing it. Um, and And you were like, God, I'm good. (laughs) Yes. And then she had emailed me with like a discount code for the product, which she just launched as like a thank you for hopping on a call with her for the like clarity call. Um, I'm sure it was just another way to sell her products, but good for her. And then she also asked me if she could um, like bounce an idea off of me. 
in a separate email and I said, sure, no problem. So she emailed me about her next idea and I gave her feedback on that. So my next question is how do you, I feel like we talk about like, you know, value, 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 all that kind of stuff. But like, how do you get to the point where you're like, okay. And I think her, her first email with the promo code even says like, said like, I'm still hoping to work with you one day. We're in the middle of the move, blah, blah, blah. So how do you eventually transition from like doing the value thing to like, Hey, is it time? Like, let's work together. So the, the way that I try to like keep that line in my head is like value is value. I would give anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have a line if I'm doing something that I would do for a private client. Okay. How do you figure out where that line? So like answering, uh, can I bounce this idea off you via email? I would only ever do that for a private client. Oh really? Okay. Like I would never, because that's what my private clients are literally paying me for. Like that's why you're paying me. So you can shoot me a fucking message and bounce an idea off me. Right. Yeah. So obviously you're still in the process of getting clients, but once you even have one, I try to look at it as like, cause for me, I like have, I want, I just want to do it kind of like, I'm like, oh, fine, I'll just, but I try to look at it. Like it would be really disrespectful to you or to any of my other clients to be doing that. Like that would be massively disrespectful to our relationship to be like, this chick is moving. So she don't have to pay me, but she gets all my ideas, but you, you got to pay me. Right. Yeah. So the more you can set that boundary now, the better. So like in it for that example, if she said, Hey, I would love to bounce an idea off you. I probably would have said something like totally appreciate that and would love to do this in our work together, but I have to reserve like personalized email responses for my private clients out of respect for them. Okay. And that way she's not like, Oh cool. We're buds. Now I can just email you. It's like, Oh, this is where the line is. Like Amanda's been great and she delivers plenty of value and she was great on that call. So you're not doing anything wrong. You're just like, no, this is where I get paid. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think like next time I will feel comfortable doing that. I think it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, maybe this is a mindset shift for me, but at least this time I was like, okay, like I just want to establish like in stone, like there is value here. I have good ideas, like display good ideas. And then I think next time I would probably be like, no, like this is getting a little too in depth, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think that like, it's just finding that right line for you, if that makes sense, where you don't want to be a dancing monkey. Like, look, really, more value. Look at my other value. Look at my other value, where you're like, I've given plenty. <laughs> yeah. You either get it or you don't, right? Right. Take it or leave it. Um, and you're going to navigate that line the more you go. But for sure, like, when, you, when you're starting to feel like you have something to prove is usually when you need to put the boundary up. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Makes sense. It's sort of like, let's use dating. Cause you know, I love me some dating analogies. Like <laughs> when you're like, Hey, I'm awesome. Take it or leave it. Most guys are like, Oh my God, you're right. You're awesome. When you're like trying to prove that you're the cool chick all the time and trying to do all these things, most guys are like, mm, she's kind of weird and clingy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the same thing here is like when you're really trying to prove something, that energy comes across even if it's not spoken. When you're like, hey, I just, that's my line. People want to lean forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So where did you leave it with her? Obviously, you gave her some tips. Cool. 
And then did she come back or where did y'all kind of leave it? I just sent the email this morning. I think she emailed me yesterday. So I just okay. Um, so, so I don't know yet. Let's just see what her response is. And then I think an appropriate response to that, depending on what it is, would kind of be to, to set the boundary then. Like, you know, if she comes back with something else or whatever, I think you can just say like, hey, you know, love this dialogue and would love to continue it in private coaching. But, you know, this is something I have to reserve for my private clients, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally. Okay. But I mean, also like, it's good that she wants your opinion. It's good that she's continuing to reach out to you. She obviously does see the value or she wouldn't be emailing you to ask for your opinion. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So like, if you set the boundaries, she may very well be like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Okay, cool. I just want to pause for a second here because I actually think that this conversation is super helpful and something that is not talked about nearly enough is where the boundary is between free and paid offerings. And I just love that we really got into it here because this is a hurdle that I see so many new online business owners and entrepreneurs face because they're really not sure how to transition from their free offers into a paid container. And a lot of times what happens is when you start putting out content consistently, when you start getting more visible, you by nature generate more interest. That just tends to be what happens. So you'll have more people sliding into your DMs, asking questions. You may be giving free value in Facebook groups. So you have more people popping in and wanting to take that further, take that conversation further and ask more questions. And where I see a lot of my clients hesitate, especially in the beginning, is knowing how to transition those questions into their paid container. Now, I am of the belief that getting people on the call is the best way to really understand their challenges, understand where they're at and how you can help. And I see that as the way that I can serve people the best and really talk to them about how I can help them in a paid container. So I use free calls all the time as that sort of intermediary step between my free offerings and my paid container. Now, That is super important to mention because a lot of people are like, well, can I just answer their question in the DMs? Can I just answer this thing? It's only one question. And ultimately, I really just don't believe that that serves people on a deeper level. And what I mean by that is it's almost impossible to understand where someone is really truly at in their business from a short text message in the DMs. You don't understand how long they've been in business, what it is that they exactly offer, how their offerings are structured, how many clients they currently have on their plate, how much working time they have in their business. I could go on and on and on, but those are all factors that really do matter when it comes to coaching someone through their struggles and finding a solution. So that is really important for me to understand when I am coaching clients from a mindset perspective, but you can really apply this to any other, like any other business, right? If we're talking about website design, you telling someone what color palette they should use really doesn't serve them on a deeper level because then they're going to be so confused about whatever comes after the color palette, right? Like where to find the best stock photos or how to get Google Analytics set up properly, right? And you really just don't want to be that person that is constantly spewing free information without really 
communicating the value there or communicating how all that information really builds upon itself and results in a much, much larger value. So I really encourage you, if you have people sliding into your DMs, asking you questions, I really think the best way forward is to graciously invite them to a call where you can go deeper, really understand where it is that they're at, what they're struggling with. And then from there, you can have the conversation about how you can serve them even more in a paid capacity. I just think that that serves them so much more than only getting a little nugget of information that may or may not serve them and their business in the long run. So this is your invitation to really decide where that boundary is for you. Where is the line between your free and paid container and how can you start implementing that boundary? Because you will be surprised how many more clients this results in instead of less, which I think is what most people assume about boundaries. But people really do want your help in a paid capacity. And when you're able to really embrace that mindset, it's so much easier to draw that boundary, invite them to a call, and then invite them into a paid container. So let's talk about energetically how I can put out that I want that client. Yeah, go ahead. You tell me. (laughs) I don't know. This is a question, not a statement. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I did not mean to phrase it like that. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I think like, just let's talk about like, let's use the example. How do you feel like you shifted between like, I don't care what this crazy client does to like, wait, no, I do want her to stay my client because I want to feel good about getting those payments. Like what was the shift there? Do you feel like, um, did it feel like it just had to be a decision? Did it feel like it was just like actually deciding that you wanted something? Did it feel like it was more about getting back in your power? It was just the mindset that it was easy money and it was consistent and it was dependable. Like honestly, (laughs) but like, In other words, you decided that that was what you wanted versus like, why before didn't you care? Um, I think because I had been jerked around so much before that it's just been like, you know, this this month we have money. This month we don't have money. Like we can pay our invoice. We can't pay our invoice. How many hours do we have left? Like we don't even know what's going on. And I think that left me feeling like kind of powerless, like what you, what we had kind of talked about last week. And you said that when we work with clients, sometimes we feel like we're outside of our position of power, but we still have like the capability to make those decisions and decide what we want and to make that happen. So I think that was the shift that happened to me was just like, and even this whole week of being like, what do you want? You know, like, (laughs) yes, exactly. This happened the other day too, when I was like getting pissy about, you know, contractors showing up whenever they wanted to. And Brian was like, look, you wanted the bathroom redone. And I was like, I know. And I still want it. (laughs) And I do. (laughs) Um, But apparently what I want has been showing up a lot. So I think that was the difference was just deciding. So I think a couple of things then what comes up for me is one, I think that you kind of want a client, but I think that you're still scared shitless to get a client. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely true. 120 million percent. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Right. So I think that's some of the energy to look at is like, what's the scariest thing that's going to happen? Someone's unhappy and you give them a refund. I mean, obviously that doesn't feel great, but I mean, that's the worst thing that's going to happen. Right. Have you ever had that happen? No. Okay. I'm like, is this a thing that happens a lot? (laughs) Okay. It's really not a thing that happens a lot, but like that's literally the worst case scenario. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
And it's not going to happen because have I ever had a client be like, hey, I'd love it if you did more of this or did less of this. Totally. And then I do it and it's fine. You know what I mean? I'm sure you had that in design. Like, hey, I'd love it if you did it more this way and less of, like, that's always happening and that's okay. Like, our clients should be giving us feedback because that's how we help them the most. But I mean, no, like, the likelihood that somebody's just going to be like, you suck is slim to none and you will make sure you don't. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like I know how to make sure I don't like the client's not moving forward. I'm going to like dive into that. If somebody's like showing up to a session, not in the right mindset, I'm going to explore that. So same thing for you. It's like not a black and white thing. Like if you don't feel like you're getting somewhere with somebody, you're going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole point. But like the only way you're going to get there is if you let yourself get a client. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think, so I think there's like a lot there that (laughs) we're not like, or I'm not acknowledging or haven't been acknowledging, but it's perpetuating the story of like, it's hard to get a client perpetuating the story of like, this can't be enjoyable. Like, I think that there is something about having conversations with people that feels too easy. Like I even know, like, fuck, I do it to myself when I'm like in my office, right? I'm in my office for like six hours and I'm like, this would be a lot more enjoyable if I moved to the couch. But I like, I didn't realize I was thinking about it the other day. I didn't realize I was doing it. I like would not let myself move to the couch. I'm like, no, it's not working unless I'm in my office. Like I can't do that. And I'm like, who the fuck made that rule? Like, no. Like stop being a shitty boss. Yeah. (laughs) I made that rule. Whereas like these little bits of like, if it's enjoyable, like I'm not working hard enough. If I'm not, basically if I'm not miserable, I'm not working hard enough. And I think like there is a part of me that's just like scared like scared to never get the client scared of what's going to happen when I do get the client scared of like how this is all going to play out like just scared well so I think I probably told you this quote before but it's 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 a worthwhile one to bring back up which is that whole point of like having as evidence of wanting right Mm -hmm. so not having a client means there's probably a good chance that there's more of me that doesn't want it than that does or there's maybe the better way to say it is there's more of me that's scared of it than wants it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like the 30% of your brain that you're operating in is like, yes, please. I would like a client because I want this business to work and I don't want to be stressed about money and whatever. But the, you know, 70% you're trying not to look at is like, but what if you suck? And what if it goes bad? And what if you don't know what to say? And what if this happens? And what if that happens and whatever? So it's like, we know you're tipping the scale. Does that make sense more toward, I don't actually want it right now. Yeah. Does that feel true? Um, yeah, it feels true. I think I'm trying to like push it the other way with like all of the actions. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, like throw myself into starting the podcast, throw myself into like putting out content consistently, like throw myself into these other things. And then I don't really have to think about the fact that I'm scared. I can just keep doing these things. Totally. Which like you could, but it's just not going to get you the result you want. Cause what's the whole point of doing those things is to get a client. So you're just like fucking stuck right now. Right. Yeah. You know, you're like in the corner and you can't get out because like, if you get out, you either have to get a client <laughs> or, you know, you have to like focus on actions that do that. So I think that like, what I would say is, I mean, two things. One is I would really 
work on some of that fear stuff, the, like the fear inventory specifically around literally just getting one client. Like I'm deeply fearful of getting one client because like write them all out. Like what are all the things that you're not letting yourself think about that are obviously festering over here, right? Yeah. Because with this client, you could have come up with 30 reasons why you shouldn't take her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just going to have to say this to you because I love you, but like one of your reasons was like, I don't know if I do the law of attraction. Like (laughs) what? That is not a real reason, right? Or like you could just Google that shit and oh yeah, you do that. It's fine, right? Yeah. But that's how you know there's like all this stuff under the surface. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, It's sort of like, again, dating. Like, I'm sure if I asked you for, like, 20 annoying things about Brian, you could come up with it. But, like, it doesn't matter because you still, like, want to be with him either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you were coming up with 20 reasons, it would actually probably be none of those reasons. It would be something underneath, right? Mm-hmm. So, same is true here. Like, it really has nothing to do with this client. <laughs> okay. I freaking love this conversation because this is the mindset work. This is the stuff that shifts literally everything that comes after because this is the underlying layer. This is the underlying fear that was really holding me back from landing clients. And I just love how Lacey addresses that here and how we talk about it really is all of that fear that is associated with taking that next step with actually getting a client that is making it so much harder for me to close a sale and actually land one. Now I see this come up all of the time for my clients and it's so amazing that I had this experience because now I can spot it from a mile away. I can see how fear really, really, really holds so many of us back from the results that we want in our business. And I would be willing to bet that the same is true for you if you really look for it. So whether it be fear or something else entirely that is holding you back from really moving forward and really closing more sales in your business so you can make more money, so you can grow, and so you can ultimately thrive, I would absolutely love to chat with you on my free sincere sales coaching call together. You and I will chat about the number one challenge you are facing in your business right now. What is holding you back from feeling really, really good about selling and having those convert way higher. And you'll walk away from this call with one simple actionable step you can take to start converting with more ease than ever before. People get incredible results from these calls and I have so much fun diving into the specifics of you, your business, and your mindset so that you can shift it and you can ultimately see more of the results you want. And as you can hear in this episode, I have totally been there too. I know what it's like to be in your shoes. I know what it's like to struggle with that fear of selling, of landing that next client. I have been up against the very same things. And that means that I know that it is also possible for you to shift it. So if you would like to join me for that free sincere sales coaching call, you can go over to amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales, grab a time that works for you. I only do three of these each week. So you definitely want to be sure you grab yours before they're gone. And then I think the other piece, so the fear piece for sure. And I think the other piece is really getting 
tapped back into like, why do I want to do this work? Like, obviously you want to do it because you want to make money and have freedom and this feels fun and easy and all of that. But like one, it's because it feels fun and easy that you want to do it, but then you're not letting it feel fun and easy. Yeah. And second, like right now it's all like to-do list checking off. It's not like this super connected feeling to like, this is important work that I want to do in the world because if you were more connected to that, you wouldn't be like worried about the specifics of one client. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's just easy to get out of touch with that when we're like three podcast invitations a day, get this shit done, move through this, get this thing checked off my list. Does that feel true? Does it feel like that's hard to tap into? Or is it like, yeah, I just haven't thought about that in a while or. Yeah, I think it's, I haven't thought about it in a while, but I think I'm also kind of because I'm making it hard, (laughs) I'm like questioning if it's even possible. Like originally, like my why behind like doing all of this was because I really do believe that like everyone has a choice in the way that they live their life and that you don't have to go to a standard nine to five and you don't have to live your business, live your life in your business. Like you're still tied to a nine to five and you get like a choice in how you live that. And I feel like with like all of the stuff I've been doing to like show up more consistently and like, you know, it's been a lot, it's been, I've been pushing myself a lot to do new things on that kind of, on that front. And with that, I'm like, okay, what if it's not possible? What if like I'm the one with like the pipe dream that thinks I can live my life this way and everyone else is like, yeah, no. And I'm just the one that's not seeing it, you know? Are you living your life that way? Like it's possible? hmm I think so, yeah. So why are we questioning it? It's what I do as a human. <laughs> but you get what I mean, right? Like I don't I, – I'm, I'm truly confused. Like you're saying <laughs> – I am living it this way, but I don't believe it's possible. How can those both be true together? I think it's that money piece that we like came like that was like the original objection to was the the like okay, it's not making money yet, so is it possible? Mm-hmm. Not well, getting I mean, paid for it yet? Is it possible? Yeah. Did you just have two sales calls, both of which you didn't really want? <laughs> Well, I wanted the first one. No. (laughs) I'm teasing you, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mean her specifically. I mean, we have established, like, you are actually not wanting a client more than you're wanting it in the sense of, like, how scary that feels to get it, right? Yeah. So I think the whole point is this, which is you have to give yourself a chance to work through all this, because this is going to be an ever evolving thing forever and ever. Like, do I believe that mindset strategy and execution can get someone a $10 million business? hundred percent. Have I done that yet? No, <laughs> that doesn't mean that I don't believe it's true along the path to that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're always going to be living as much of it as you can in that moment. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like even when you make get two clients, then are you going to be like, well, yeah, I'm making the money, but I mean, I'm not making 100k yet, or right? And so this is the point: is like you have to believe in it enough that you believe that it's like a replicable thing that's going to work at two clients and 20 clients 
minutes and 20K, right? Mm-hmm. Or do we think that's true or do we not think that's true? I think you lost me somewhere in there. When you, what is it that I'm thinking is true that, that it's like the work that you're doing? Like, can it be repeated? Yeah. Like, do you think like you'll be able to do this same kind of work to create a thriving business and successful life at the next level where you have two clients or at the next level where you have 20 clients or whatever? Yes. So that's the point is that you believe this is something that's going to fit all of these paths along the way and that it really is the path to success versus like it's only proven to you when you've potentially reached a certain level of success. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So you have to tap into like, I believe in this so much that like people need to hear about it. I believe in this so much that I want to help all these people do it. I believe in this so much that my desire to talk to people about this is greater than my worry that they won't like it because I really believe in this process that I'm teaching. Right. Mm -hmm. Does that feel true? Yeah. But that's the part that scares me (laughs) because, um, because for some reason I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop or I'm waiting for someone to poke holes in it or I'm poking my own holes in it, I think is really what's happening. Well, I think you're more like paralyzed, right? You're like, if I go a step further, then something bad might happen. So I'll just stay right on here sending out my podcast requests. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and I realized I really right. like creating, right? right? So that like process of creating feels really good to me because it, it feels like busy and productive and that for some reason I enjoy that. When it gets to the like the easy quote unquote easy part where it's like, okay, this thing is actually working. Like this is good. I think I like that part is scary to me. Then I find more things to do because. (laughs) Well, so here's the thing, right? The only way you're going to change that is to change it. And what I mean by that is like, if I binge on cookies every time I'm stressed The only way to change that is when the fucking rubber meets the road in the moment and I want to grab the cookie and I don't. (laughs) Yeah. It's not just in a call. It's not just in my journaling. It's like literally when it's in the moment happening, I have to stop reaching for the quick fix, right? Yeah. And so all you're doing by like setting these huge goals or keeping yourself massively busy is just really doing the quick fix thing, whether that's food or alcohol or to-do lists or drugs, it doesn't matter. It's like same, same, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you have to start training yourself that in the moment, that's no longer what you're reaching for, right? Mm -hmm. Because right now that's your quick fix and it's preventing you from looking at all of this and actually dealing with it. Because you're like, oh, fuck that. That's uncomfortable. Let me get on to my to-do list here. Mm Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me put the cookie in my mouth versus like, let me deal with what's really coming up here, which is like, this client might want to work with me and it scares the fuck out of me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I would love for you to do is like, try to just even start by noticing those moments where that's what you're reaching for and see if you can do something else. Like, can you grab your journal then? Can you go for a walk then? Can you stop letting the to-do list be the thing you reach for? Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds hard, but yeah, I can try. Which means it has to happen because that's crazy that that sounds really hard, right? 
I think it is, but like not crazy, but I mean, like it shows that that's something that you have to solve, right? Yeah. Like again, like so let me say, I'm just like, well, I just take a shot of vodka every time I'm stressed, and you're like, well, you have to stop taking a shot of vodka every time you're stressed, and I'm like, that feels really hard. You're like, that's how I know you have a problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I want to take a second and go into this further because this is something that I see come up for my clients all the time. And since this is a mindset thing that I have worked through before and it constantly pops up again and again and again, and I just know that it's one of my mindset things, it's one of my patterns, it's so much easier to shift at this point, but it's worth having a conversation around because I see this all the time, especially in creatives, especially in entrepreneurs, because it is so easy to constantly constantly want to tick one more thing off the to-do list, to constantly want to do the next thing, to just stay busy and stay productive and work your way through all of the things that feel safe and comfortable instead of the things that are actually going to move the needle forward the most in your business that actually don't feel comfortable at all. And most of the time, those are the actions that we avoid doing because they are uncomfortable, because they do feel like a stretch. And it's so much easier to simply avoid them than it is to face them head on and work through them and really understand that you can handle those things. You can handle the uncomfortable feelings that come up when you have to send that follow-up email or you have to hop on that discovery call for the first time. It is those actions that feel uncomfortable that typically move your business forward the most. Whereas when you are running the to-do list, when you are simply taking one more thing off the list in entrepreneurship, the list truly never ends. So that is just a constant supply. So unless you really shift your mindset around this, unless you decide that you are someone who can have the business where you don't have to hustle all the time, where you don't have to make it super hard, where you don't have to struggle, that story will keep showing up for you again and again and again, and you will reinforce this perspective that the hard work is required in order to be successful. And I think that that is the trap that so many of us get in because we simply haven't made the decision to shift the story yet. And that's really what's happening in this coaching call here is Lacey is really pointing out that a lot of this is created by my own doing, created by my own thoughts around what it actually takes to be successful. And in order for me to have a different experience, in order for my circumstances to line up differently, for in order for it to actually feel easy, I have to first allow that to happen and I have to shift my mindset and shift the story around that so I can live in that reality. And honestly, that is why this is so such a powerful conversation and why I have it with so many of my clients too, because it would be so easy to just keep burying our heads in things that felt safe and comfortable. I would much rather, you know, write up that email or do that thing with my funnel or tweak that color on my website or like whatever, insert thing here, right? But it is by really making a conscious decision that the actions that may feel a little bit uncomfortable are actually the ones that move your business forward the most. And you're committed to taking those uncomfortable actions so that you can see more results so that you can actually move your business forward, that you will begin to really shift your circumstances and shift your reality and ultimately create the business that you desire. Well, it's weird because like I can go for like I can go for my run and like start my day at noon 
and still feel guilty about it, but I can do that. And, (laughs) and then like get into my day, but I, it's like that, the part, like when it comes up and when I start noticing it is when it's time to put the work away and I still am like, nope, got to do like these three more things or got to finish these three more things, you know, before I'll let myself like end for the day or, you know, whatever. And those are totally self-imposed, but they're not like commitments to other people. Totally. I mean, and like even the run thing as an example, like, but you're still feeling guilty the whole time. Not the whole time. So sure you're doing it, but like the guilt is still there. So that's the problem, right? Yeah. So how do I erase the guilt? Well, I would just say like, and I know that this is like the annoying thing, but I just really can't reinforce this enough, but This is the stuff where like you have to be telling yourself a new story all the time. You're letting these stories be true because you're telling yourself them over and over. Like you're telling yourself, no, I can't stop because I have more to do. It's, I'm never going to create the business I want starting my day at noon (laughs) or whatever the story of the moment is. That's the cookie. That's the indulgence really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the more we say something to ourselves, like our neurons are literally like, oh, I got you, girl. Let me fire for that. Let me like put that in. Let me program that in. Right? Yeah, it's true. But like you'll have, you have to do that in the moment. Does that make sense? Like, so right now you can have this aha, but then if you start thinking the exact same way the next five days, Mm Mm-hmm. And not really going, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it gets to be easy. I get to start my day at noon. Are you going to feel crazy watching every thought you think for the next week? Yep. Is it going to be worth it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Like, that is the work. The only way you've gotten to this point is because you've thought of the same thought every day about a certain thing, right? Yeah. The only way you get out of it is to think a new thought. Yeah. Yeah. Does that feel like yes? Or does that feel like I can't even imagine that? Or no, where where are we at? (laughs) I think it sounds necessary. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, I think it's going to be one of the, it's going to be like the stop sign where we like practice it for a week and we see how it goes. Because right now I'm like, you want me to do what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) but I think I need a thought to hold on to that like helps me through that though. Because yeah. And I don't know what it is yet. Well, I think it's like, what's the reframe of like, it all has to be hard or the other shoe's going to drop or whatever. Yeah. I think it, it might just be like, this can be easy because I make everything hard. Yeah. Maybe it's like, this is easy and everything works out perfectly. Okay. Let's try that and we'll see how it goes. So just, this is a very small thing, but like not this can be easy, but this is easy. Because can be and is are very different things. (laughs) Okay. And I think really doing the fear inventory around getting a client is a really big one. Um, I think that you're so good at doing the actions, right? Almost too good. (laughs) But like, that's not a worry. You know what your strategy is. You are getting people on calls. You are getting your podcast out. Like that's all flowing. So like, there's no more important work that you could be doing than doing mindset work every single day, like a freaking boss, right? Because this is what you can see as the thing standing in your way, right? It's not like that (laughs) you can't get a clarity call or that podcast guests are saying no, or that you're on 13 platforms and can't get your shit together. Like none of that's true. 
It's just that like you're on the precipice of this all working out and your brain is freaking the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That's like literally what's happening. And I would say it's probably especially freaking out because of that whole conversation around what do you want? So the more clear you get on what do you want and the more you realize it's like kind of within reach, the more your brain's like, oh, shit. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you might have just been like, oh, I just want like two clients. And then you're like, wait, they're kind of like sitting in front of me and I could maybe convert them. That's scary as fuck. What if they say yes? Or like, you know, I just want podcast guests to say yes. Oh, wow. Everybody's saying yes. That's scary as shit. What if I do bad? Like, right. So you're just so close and now you're even more clear on what you want. And so it's just okay that your brain's freaking out. It's just your job to like tell it to pipe the fuck down and let it know what it needs to be thinking about. Right. So what does it need to be thinking about? The yeah, everything's easy. Everything's easy. That anyway. makes sense. So I can think that everything is easy. Here's the thing to remember. Like, it's going to feel like bullshit for at first, right? Oh, yeah. It feels like total bullshit. But, like, our brains are really not that complicated. They literally just filter for repetition, not accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, our brains are actually very uncomplicated in, in many ways, which is, like, the thoughts we feed it get wired in. <laughs> Like that whole saying, like, neurons that fire together, wire together, right? I've never heard that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to use, like, a a dramatic example, but it's it's worth it because it shows. But, like, in domestic abuse, right, say you have a, a partner that starts telling you every day how much you suck. Here's how really smart, amazing women get sucked into abusive situations because their brain hears that all the time, every day, and they forget it's not actually true. (laughs) Does that make sense? Because it's literally just the repetition. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's the emotion that comes with it. Like, oh, emotion and repetition, emotion, repetition, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's how any shitty belief forms for us. Like things have to be hard. Oh God, I'm so stressed. Things have to be hard. Emotion, repetition, emotion, repetition, right? Mm -hmm. And then we forget that that's like not true. And then it's just like this manufactured thing or it's like this thing that someone else manufactured because they're telling it to us every day. It's how people mm-hmm. get stuck in cults. Like you can use all these like big examples, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, like it's super easy to do this to yourself for the positive. You literally just have to reprogram, right? Yeah. So like don't be the shitty boss or the shitty boyfriend saying that stuff to yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to work hard. You have to work hard. You have to work hard. Because then you're like, oh, that's probably true. You know? (laughs) Yeah. But I think there's a part of me that's afraid, like, if I'm not telling myself the story that I have to work hard, that everything's going to fall to shit because I won't be working hard and I won't see results that I want. Are you seeing them now by working really hard? Yeah. I mean – I do feel like sometimes like with the podcast and like, you know, working hard to get that out and then having people say yes and that kind of stuff. Like, no difference. You're seeing results on that because you're excited about that and you're doing things and putting energy toward it. Not because you're pushing really hard. (laughs) Difference. Does that make sense? Well, so what is pushing really hard look like? Like I can't stop. I have to feel guilty when I'm not working. I can't stop before I get these things done, that kind of stuff is like, okay. that's not the, the metric that's getting you results. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. 
So don't work hard doesn't mean don't work. (laughs) It just means don't make yourself fucking miserable the whole time you're doing it, right? Yeah. I would say it's very akin to running in some ways, which is like there is a threshold, right? Where sometimes on a run, like it hurts and it sucks and you have to push through. But like you can't sustain that for 24 miles or you would kill your body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you get better as you get more practice at running of determining which thing is happening. Mm -hmm. Am I like working really hard just for the sake of working hard and I'm like shredding my body? (laughs) Or am I like pushing through a, a thing that feels uncomfortable and I'm having growth? Does that make sense? Yeah. And the same is true here. You still got to work. You're still got to show up, but it should feel fun and good 90% of the time. And then there should be those times where like, yeah, you got to like work and, and put in that stretch, but like, it should never feel like I'm killing myself to get this done. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Because those aren't the moments in running when we really create results. Those are moments when we break our body down and get hurt. And same is true in business. Right. Yeah. So, like, you'll still work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I work plenty, but I just don't hate it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just not, like, mean to myself about it. I'm not, like, you know, thinking that if I don't work until 9 o'clock at night that, like, all my results are going away. Yeah, and I think that's the story I'm perpetuating. Or, like, if I get a client, then all of a sudden I'm going to be, like, working – like, going from zero to 100, right? Like – my brain is like, well, once you get a client, you're not going to have any more free time and all this whole like living lifestyle you want things going to go like this. And you know, there goes that. I mean, that's so important though. Like that's why I'm like going to like harass you about doing the sphere inventory one more time because. Okay. Put it on the list. I'll do it. It's, it's on the fucking list. Trust <laughs> me. It's going to be on the list because it's going to, in fact, it's going to remind you every single day. So you just get all right get ready for that. But because like, there's nothing good associated with a client besides a little bit of cash right now. Yeah. So why would you want one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Every, there's so much over here about like why it would be bad. Like it's going to take away your freedom. People are going to have all these expectations of you. Your life is going up in smoke. I'm kidding, but like this is what your brain's doing. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. For the payoff of like, you know, some cash. It's like a hell no. Right. Yeah strong hell no not just like a little one you know so like that's all the stuff that we gotta start looking at and bringing to the surface and kind of dealing with so that you can be like wait none of this is even true but like right now it feels true because it's just like hiding over here right right well yeah it's like the elephant in the room except my elephant's like really big and purple and huge and taking up the entire room and I'm still like (laughs) I'm over here checking out things I'll be over here with my to-do list. <laughs> um, okay. I want you to do it every day until we talk again. Okay. Um, and I want you to follow up with that client again. Obviously, it doesn't have to be today, tomorrow, whenever. Like, give her a chance to respond. And just, like, take two minutes before you type out the email to really get into that place of, like, I want to serve this person. I'm ready for this client. This will bring good things into my life. Like, get into that energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can you put that on my list? I think I need to do more of that in general in life. (laughs) Not just this client. (laughs) Do you do like a lot of self-talk? Do I do a lot of self-talk? Um, I think a lot. 
but I'm usually, it's usually like problem solving. It's not usually, um, like when I do self talk, it's like, Oh, I look amazing today. Look, I put mascara on. Isn't that great? Um, not necessarily. That's what we need applied to your business though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to email this client. That's so amazing. Like I'm doing good. I'm doing a great job. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Right now I'm numbing it out though because of the fear, I think. Totally. And I think like you just need to be your own cheerleader right now a little bit. Right. Yeah. Which is like, I'm so like, good at you that. You got this girl. <laughs> Not this yeah. one. But. Yeah. And like, so permission to do that here. Right. Because like, that's going to change all of this is like when you're behind yourself, everybody's going to start reflecting that to you, you know? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. All right. I'm going to put this stuff on your list. I'm going to give you a daily reminder and then keep me posted on how it's feeling. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Not making it hard. All right. <laughs> Bye. And on that note, I invite you to be your own cheerleader. Seriously, guys, when I started shifting my mindset around this, when I really started celebrating the business wins as much as I celebrated putting mascara on, because yes, that is an actual thing that I now do regularly, by the way. But when I actually started celebrating those wins in the business, when I actually started embracing how I am my own best cheerleader and all of that mental talk that goes on can really support me instead of making it that much harder. Things shifted in a big way. So I really invite you to bring that same shift into your life and business and watch your circumstances rearrange and actually become so much better. And you will see so many more results in your business as well. So thank you so much for listening to episode number four of the sales series. I will be coming at you next week for the final episode of the sales series and I'm so excited but if you have been loving the series I would love for you to take a screenshot go share it out on Instagram stories tag me at Amanda Joyce Weber so I can be sure to reshare it as well so that we can get more ears on this episode and the people who really need this information can find it I would be so so appreciative and I just love getting the message out to as many people as possible so that they can really experience these very same mindset shifts in their life and business so they can truly thrive. So thank you again for joining me. It's been so much fun and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.
And I just love it. Hold on. Let me do that part again.